0: Hello, Emma. Hello, Verity. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very excited. Why are you excited, Verity? What has made you excited? Well,
1: because this week, we're not doing what we would normally do. No. And what do we normally do? We
0: normally do um, a podcast showcasing stupid celebrities doing stupider things
1: (laughs) in a shocking way. In a shocking way. In a shocking way. We Mm -hmm. are doing a special (gasps) this week all about shockety shock things that shock at the Oscars. <music> oh my
0: God. I
1: know. Well, it's only two weeks to go until yeah. the
0: 96th Awards. Oh my God. Um, only two weeks to go. So, um, you know, we might as well get in early. So, as we know, the Oscars are taken very, very very seriously. Very seriously by indeed. the people who are nominated and win those Oscars. Mm. But they take it so seriously that when things go wrong, <laughs> it makes it all the funnier for us.
1: It turns out things do go wrong. They do go wrong quite a lot. They do. <laughs> so we're going to have a little look. We are Let's get going. Okay, let's do it. Let's start with a recent one, shall okay. we? Okay. Let's, let's just go back to just a, a little while ago. hmm To 2017. Yes. Now, what happened with this one, Ems? Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> this is one of the best things that has ever happened. Ever. Ever. <laughs> so, 2017. The Oscars have been a two horse race, right? right? Between La La Land, La La Land, the huge big studio musical picture starring Emma Stone mm. and Ryan Gosling, mm. yeah, and Moonlight, yes, the little picture yep. that only cost 4 million dollars to make, but it's up there against La La Land, right? And as the Oscars progress, mm-hmm. They're sort of matching each other step for step. So, you know, Moonlight wins an award. Then La La Land wins an award. Yeah. And then Moonlight wins an award. Then Emma Stone wins Best Actress. Right. For La La Land. Right. Amazing. Yes. Okay. And it gets to the final award of the night. Which is the big one. The big one. Best Picture. So, step onto the stage. Mm -hmm. Warren Beatty. (gasps) And fade away. Oh, beautiful! What a pairing! Absolutely. Reunited, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, awesome. amazing, awesome. awesome. They arrive on the stage. Warren has the envelope. Yeah, everyone's very excited. Yeah, Warren goes, and the Oscar goes to. Opens up the envelope. Yeah, and hesitates. Now, <laughs> those of us watching at home thought. Amazing. He's making us wait for it. He's making us wait for it. Building the moment. He then shows the envelope to Faye Dunaway (laughs) with a look of slight bafflement on his face. Faye Dunaway looks at it and goes, La La Land! Right. Cue. Everyone explodes. Jubilation. Of course. Jubilant of course. Yep. scenes. Yep. The La La Land crew all take to the stage. Yep. Two producers get up and make these glorious speeches. They thank everyone their gods, their wives, yeah. their children, Yeah. their goldfish orthodontists. <laughs> no one goes unthanked, and quite right. It takes a village to make best picture of well, the world. Well, it Oscars. does. Yeah. It does. And. Go on. As. <laughs> The third producer gets up to thank his, you know, all his people. He suddenly turns around and goes, By the way, we didn't win Moonlight One. They'd read out the wrong name. No!
1: How do you do
0: that? How does that happen? Right, okay. So, what happened is the nominations of votes are counted mm-hmm. by two people mm-hmm. at Price Waterhouse Coopers. Right. Up until 2017. <laughs> and including 2017 they were counted by a lady called Martha Ruith. yes and Brian Cullinan right now they are among a tiny number of people mm. who know who the winners are and they then go to the Oscars yeah. and they both have a briefcase Right. And inside the briefcase are envelopes containing all the winners. Okay, so there are two copies. Two copies of each. They then sit either side, Martha and Brian. Yeah. And every time a presenter goes on, they hand over the envelope... And the person on the other side, who isn't handing over the envelope, takes their corresponding envelope right. and puts it away. So the cop- the duplicate copy... The duplicate copy gets put away. So, for example, mm. Emma Stone, mm. right, mm. Uh, her Best Actress Oscar, the presenter for that went on from Martha's side. Yes. So Martha handed over the winning envelope, Best Actress, yes. to the presenter. Yes. And Brian put his envelope away, except he didn't. So the next presenter to come on from his side were Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. And he handed them the best actress envelope rather than the best picture envelope. Because he hadn't put it away. Because he hadn't put it away. Right,
1: Brian,
0: and he then made up something, you know, along the lines of, "Oh, I was showing Warren how to open an envelope." Well, I mean, Warren's elderly, but he's <laughs> he's not incapable. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's opened envelopes before. He's seen an envelope, mm-hmm. right? But what might have happened mm-hmm. is that Brian got a wee bit distracted. Right, because on his Instagram, oh no, at nine o'clock, yeah, was a picture of Emma Stone leaving the stage clutching her Oscar. Right. very quickly deleted this picture. <gasps> and the notion is, is that Brian had got a li- he'd been doing the Oscars for ages, and he, and and he got a little bit starry, yeah, and a little bit starstruck, and had taken a photo of Emma Stone as she came off as the she stage came off, rather than putting his envelope away. No.
1: So Paul Warren Beatty has stood on the stage with the envelope that says Best Actress yep. Emma Stone. Yep. La La Land. Yep. So he's looking at that so going, he's hang on and going, I've got the wrong envelope. Shows it to Faye Dunaway. Yeah, and she does and she
0: just she just she, announces La La Land. Because she sees Emma Stone, La La Land. Yeah, she just she just Oh Maybe she doesn't see Emma Stone. May because who can predict that they will be given the, the wrong, wrong envelope? envelope. It's it's unbelievable. Brian, what did you do? Suffice to say that Brian and Martha do not sit (laughs) side of stage at the Oscars anymore. The Shock List. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. people make films Mm -hmm. and are discouraged by the films that they are making. Because right. they're just awful and a terrible experience. And, you know, not every film is a joy to make. No. Okay. I want to take you back to 1939 and talk to you about a, a letter right. that was written. Yes. From Laurence Olivier. Ooh. Remember him? Oh, I do. I love him. Yeah. To his lover, Vivian Lee, who had then gone to be his wife. Oh, yes. Beautiful. That has recently come to light, this mm. letter. Yeah. And it is a response To a letter that she's written him. Yeah. Where she's in her first ever Hollywood film. Right. right? She's fresh off the boat. Yeah. Uh, She's making this film. Yeah. And it appears to be an unmitigated disaster. So she's like, you know, what What do do I do? do? Because, you know, this is my first film. It's high profile. It's going to bomb. It's going to bomb. Oh, no. And he writes back and goes gives her some, some, some good advice, actually. He goes, you have to justify yourself in the next two or three films by proving that the presumable failure of this film was not your fault. And you can only do that by being very good in the following parts. Fair it's enough. really, really, really good yeah. advice. Yeah, shake it off. Shake it off. Just prove it in your next and couple of films. move on. You yeah. know, it's your first film, you'll be forgiven. You've yeah. just got to be good going on. Yeah. Do you know what the film she was talking about was? No. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Winner of eight Oscars, <laughs> including Best Picture. And by the way, Pro Rata mm. is still the most successful film of all time. You adjusted for inflation. Yeah. It is still the most is it successful really? film of all time. Yeah. That, of course, is not the shock. Right. Vivian Lee mm. won best actress yeah. for this film that she thought was that going she to be a disaster.
1: Disaster. Uh, That's it, my career's yeah. over, I'll never yeah. be seen again. Right. This
0: is a shock. Go on. It's not a long shock mm. but it's incredibly significant. Mm. Best supporting actress. Right. As you know, Gone with the Wind was a film that had a rich, running, unpleasant scene mm. about slavery in it. Yes. You know, talking yeah. about the Deep South and the American Civil War. Yep. Yeah. The Best Supporting Actress Oscar was won by a lady called Hattie McDaniel Mm. who played Mammy. Yes. The slave nanny. Yes. In Gone with the Wind. Yes. And bloody marvellous she was too. She was. So she won Best Supporting Actress. Quite rightly. Amazing. Yeah. She wasn't allowed to sit in the main body of the auditorium. She had to sit on a balcony while Vivian Lee and David O. Selznick and Clark Gable and Olivia de Havilland and the whole of the team all sat downstairs drinking champagne. Because. Because of segregation. Because of segregation. Because of segregation. <gasps> Isn't that disgusting? Yes, it is disgusting. And not only that, Olivia de Havilland, who played Melanie Wilkes. Yes in Gone with the Wind, was also nominated. And when she didn't win, because Hattie McDaniels won. Right. She got up, fled to the kitchen. Right. Burst into tears. Yeah. Crying, there is no God. I would say to that, Olivia de Havilland, there is, but he's not a racist.
1: The Shock List. I'm not sure I want to do this one with you. I just find you
0: very second rate, to be honest. Well, with you. I mean, you're
1: just slowing me down. You're slowing me down. Well, then why don't we just? I mean, I don't know why we insist that we still have to do this together. I
0: don't understand why they've made us work together. No, do you?
1: no, I'm going to look out of the window and not look at you.
0: I'm going to pretend you're not here. <laughs> just die. <laughs> talk about betty davis and joan crawford shall
1: we do that (laughs) our favorites we love these bitches come on this is this is how you go to war this
0: is how you go to war so betty davis and joan crawford in 1962 made a film called whatever happened to baby Jim? which i'm slightly obsessed by i
1: have to say i love it. it i love it
0: do you know the stories about
1: how they warred on set I know that they were as unpleasant to one another as they could possibly be. Not not just insults that they would sabotage one another. Which, you know, wouldn't put it past her. Wouldn't put it past give her. Give her a good smack and then go, oh, sorry.
0: Oh, Hand oh I didn't mean to. Sorry. Here, have 12 stitches. Yeah. <laughs> They're genius. They're genius. they everything I love about celebrity, these two. So anyway, so it comes to the Oscars. And of course, this film has been this huge success. mm and the nominations come out. hmm And guess what? Mm. Betty Davis is nominated. Mm. Joan Crawford is not.
1: That, I mean That's Shock. a slap in the face. That no, that is a slap in it the face. It is a real slap in the face. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a real slap
1: in the face. Although she wasn't as good.
0: She wasn't as good.
1: <laughs> she wasn't as good she though. just wasn't as good. she didn't have as much to play with, to be fair. No,
0: she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> She sat in a wheelchair and looked... <laughs> and was martyred. She looked martyred, which I think, actually, she looked martyred and saintly, which I think for Joan Crawford was a real strike. So. <laughs> I that was real acting. <laughs> she had to she
1: had to be sympathetic yeah it took all her effort you know to be fair betty davis just had to turn up and really enjoy it (laughs)
0: so anyway they smacked each other on the head in the film it was a horrible awful experience and then betty gets nominated Mm. and joan does not that's it does joan take this lying down verity I'd suspect not. No, no, no. She did not. She did not take it like <laughs> down. I'll tell you what she did, Verity. First of all, she gave a whole range of interviews to any. any... First of all, she gave a series of interviews to anyone who would listen, <laughs> bad mouthing Betty Davis and saying she was undeserving of such reward. <laughs> Oh, how refreshing. How beautiful. <laughs> I love that. When people ask me whether I think that you are a worthy worthy companion in shock, I don't know.
1: Never, I don't know. Who? Don't know.
0: Who? Never Who? heard of her. Who? Is she
1: the one that sits opposite me? Oh, is that her name? Oh. Uh, mm. <laughs>
0: anyway, so she, she does this series of interviews and then she goes one step further. And mm. this is the master stroke. Mm. So she looked at the list of nominees yeah. and realized that several of the actresses
1: up for best actress alongside Betty alongside Betty, actress, yeah, alongside yeah. Betty Davis yeah.
0: are not going to be able to be at the ceremony cuz they're doing their they're doing their best acting on that their broadway right so she then starts ringing round actresses and saying if you cannot go and accept your award i would be very happy to accept it on your behalf <gasps> One of the people that she says this to is Anne Bancroft. Right. Who wins. Right. Over Betty Davis. Cue Joan Crawford taking to the stage, accepting the award, barely mentioning Anne Bancroft, and then posing backstage as if she'd won a bloody Oscar.
1: (laughs) Eat that, Betty Davis.
0: Eat that, Betty Davis. That's...
1: Is a masterclass. The Shockless. Right, okay. Now then, now, we, now we're going to 1973. Oh, beautiful. So, Marlon Brando, do you remember him? I've heard of he him. He was in this little film called The Godfather. I'm vaguely aware of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, pe- people quite like this film. It's oh, quite yeah. a big film. Yeah. He did quite well in it.
0: I've seen it. Well, okay, I have seen it. It's very, very
1: good. It's, it's awfully good. It's awfully good. It's awfully he, good.
0: He's awfully good in it. Awfully he's awfully good. He's awfully good. <laughs> all awfully good in it. It is a mighty performance it's it's a masterpiece don corleone the godfather marlon brando absolutely wonderful he's been nominated
1: for the best actor yeah so he's going to show up right yeah wrong uh-oh no what happened well he didn't show Oh, people knew he wasn't going to show up. Right. They knew he was going to send a mysterious someone Ooh. to accept his award. Ooh, who was it? Francis Ford Coppola or? No, I mean, that would have made sense.
0: Or, Robert Duval it... or Al Pacino. That or... would have made sense. Yeah. All of that would have yeah. made
1: sense. You know, he could have sent an orange because the orange turned out a good performance. Yeah. The horse's head? The could horse's head. The horse's head. All of this would have worked. Did he
0: send any of those? No, sanctuary? he didn't. He said. Who sent... or what?
1: Well, he sent onto stage when it was announced that he had won. A young lady took to the stage. Her name was Sashin Littlefeather. She was 26 years old. She had long black hair and she turned up in Native American buckskin dress. Right. she went onto the stage and she silently refused to take the award. So he sent her to refuse to take the award. Right. And then she gave a speech, which was quite long, about how the American film industry had historically mistreated the Native American community and made a mockery of them. And that was true. Yeah,
0: I mean, she's not wrong. When you look at it now.
1: (laughs) When you look at it now. Yeah, so she gave this speech, which, you know, fair enough, actually, the speech. But uh, you can feel the audience, if you watch it now, shifting uneasily. Yeah. And uh, there's quite a lot of anxiety yeah. in that auditorium. Yeah. And there's nervous applause from people who are going, actually, that's probably quite right. And absolutely thunderous boos. Oh, God,
0: poor girl. Boo.
1: <laughs> and she had to stand there and take oh, it. Now, God. whether they were booing her or, and what she had to say, or booing Marlon Brando for refusing the award in such a fashion. Yeah. Don't know, but that she had to stand there and take it. Now, I mean, if she'd done it now, she would have got a standing ovation. She would have done.
0: Yeah, she would have done, absolutely. You know,
1: and, you know, lots of plaudits and lots would have been written about it. Yeah, she'd have got a
0: daytime talk show. Mm.
1: Actually, what happened on the night... Oh, God. (laughs) um, ...in the auditorium uh, was an actor called John Wayne. Do you know, do you you remember John Wayne? I've heard of John Wayne, John Wayne played a cowboy a lot of the time and did a lot of shooting at um, Native Americans, as they would have been called then Indians, cowboy and Indian movies. That's what they were called. So he
0: definitely had skin in the game, He really
1: did. He'd made his career um, basically playing heroes who murdered these people. Yeah. And he was so furious that this had gone on. He had to be, and I quote, restrained by six security guards because he wanted to get at her.
0: (laughs) What was he going to do? To I other? don't know. 26 oh. year old girl.
1: But he was well angry. Oh my God. <laughs> but Sashin Littlefeather, yeah. who actually was an actor, was blacklisted by the Academy afterwards. Oh. So that finished her career. She only received a letter of apology in 2022, right before she actually died. Oh my God. As a sidebar. Yeah. When Sashin Littlefeather did die. Yeah. Her sisters, mm-hmm. in real life, mm-hmm. came forward mm-hmm. and said she was Mexican. What? Mm. She wasn't even Native American. That's what, that's what her sisters said. Now, that conversation was shut down pretty quickly and they didn't say anything about it thereafter. But that was what they said at oh, the God. time. And they said, you can't trace any of our ancestry to Native American blood.
0: Did you know that the following year, Marlon mm. Brando, having had a big hit with The Godfather, was on a bit of a run and was nominated again? Right. For Last Tango in Paris. Right. That filth bucket of a film, Last <laughs> Tango in Paris. <laughs> it's very Basically rude. Porn. It's, it's very rude. But he didn't win because presumably, presumably, <laughs> they didn't want to. I mean, who would he have sent up the following year, Verity? The butter. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's a risk, isn't it? When he's already refused it once, you're not going to put your hand out again. No, you're not going to offer it up again. He he bit that hand. Yes. (laughs) So don't do it again.
0: Oh, my God. Do you know what my favourite Marlon Brando story is? Go on. So, when Elizabeth Taylor died in 2011, her assistant gave an interview to Variety. Mm, Not Verity. Not Verity, Variety. Variety. Gave an interview to Variety saying that after 911 mm-hmm. 11 elizabeth taylor and marlon brando and uh, michael jackson were so freaked out mm-hmm. by all the planes as you know as people were they yeah. were so freaked out by all the planes they they decided to get the hell out of la, LA right and they they couldn't fly because all the planes were grounded yeah. so they hired a car <laughs> and they took a taxi <laughs> Drive it 500 no. miles to Ohio. What? Yeah. They took it into they the three of them got into this high car. In my in head. A in car. my head, it's a Vauxhall Astra. <laughs> and they drove to Ohio. But Apparently, Marlon Brando really wound up the other two because he kept insisting on stopping at every KFC and every (laughs) junk food shop on Route 66 or whatever road you get on from LA to Ohio. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? That they should make a movie about. The Shock List. Emma, what are you doing? I'm taking my clothes off, Rarity. Give me a minute. I've got 19 layers on. Why are you taking your clothes off, Emma? Because I want to be a streaker. streaking as a oh thing oh my god don't you remember streaking well like, i do no sporting event was, was complete was complete without without a lady
1: streaking across the pitch and 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 uh, noble police officers trying to cover her
0: bits with trying to cover her modest modesty with a helmet <laughs> such scenes I'm streaking streaking let's bring back streaking i'm doing a shockless streak <laughs> I'm completely bare. <laughs> sit- I'm going to say they're completely bare for the for the duration of our next piece, Verity. Okay, well, Tell me what t- it's all about because it's chilly. Try not to catch your death.
1: Okay. okay so in 1974, which was yes. a marvelous year because I was born, but ah. other than that, at the Oscars, yes. David Niven. Oh, I love David Niven. I love David. So Niven. he's introducing Elizabeth Taylor for It Is She's back again. Oh my God, amazing! I mean, there you go. What a yeah. lineup, real yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. they are going to introduce Best. Film. <gasps> Spoiler alert, The Sting one. Oh, I like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not the good bit. Okay. The good bit is the man who manages to run across the back of the stage naked as a baby. Naked as you're sitting there now, oh, Emma. Oh, my goodness. And In
0: front of a billion people at the Oscars.
1: <laughs> and his name is Robert Opal.
0: <gasps> That's amazing. How on earth, how on earth did he go undetected? You can just imagine, you've got Elizabeth Taylor waiting to go on. Mm. And Robert Opal taking his clothes off backstage (laughs) and no one notices.
1: Well, apparently, so this is what happens. Yeah. David Niven, as he's standing there, while Robert Opal streaks, wee, streaks like (laughs) quick on his feet, like racing past, start bollock naked. And everybody's shrieking and cheering. Turns to the microphone and quips. The only laugh that man will get comes from when he strips down and shows us his shortcomings.
0: Oh, (laughs) a
1: little bon mot from David Niven.
0: never short of a bon mot our David. No,
1: never. Beautifully done. English gentleman. He knows how to do a proper quip. Now, so how? How was he backstage? How was he just in the wings? As you say, next to Liz or the other side or wherever, you know, but he's got to get undressed. He's not strolling around start naked and he goes, oh, I'm on. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what,
0: what happened? Yes. It does, it does suggest. That, that maybe this was a, this was a, a, a planned moment to liven up the Oscars. <laughs> I do hope that's true. Because
1: David Niven and Elizabeth Taylor weren't glamorous not, enough. not glamorous enough. So then we've got to see someone's bum. Got to see the bum. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there was a dress rehearsal. Oh, yeah. And apparently, David Niven had asked to borrow a pen so that he could write down his ad lib. Oh. Which he delivered so off the cuff. And apparently, Mr. Opal had to cut through a very expensive background curtain in order to get onto the stage.
0: So you're telling me now Mm. that... Robert Opal is taking his clothes off backstage Mm. is cutting through the backdrop yeah and no one's noticed (laughs) no
1: one noticed this is is amazing it's rehearsed they knew it's rehearsed it's very good though it's brilliant I hope hope we get a streak of this year (gasps) oh should we go should, well, book, book the flight now course,
0: yeah let's, let's go. do it let's do it I won't even bother to put my clothes on Verity. I'll no, just fine. go like this
1: okay I'll just I'll just throw a blanket over you it'll Super. be fine straight through they won't notice at customs
0: well it's been 50 years since the streaker because it's 2024 and that was 1974, 1974. so it's 50
1: years Ooh. well because I'm 50 it could be my 50th birthday present
0: Oh, I could go and streak at the Oscars The Shock So our next item mm. makes me wish in many ways That streaking was still pre- prevalent in, <laughs> in the Oscars The year Is 2001 Yeah <laughs> Go Lars on. von Trier yeah. Has made a film yeah. Called Dancing in the Dark yeah. And a certain Icelandic pop star. Mm. She's written and performed the best, the song that is nominated for best original song. Yep. And she went to the Oscars. What is her name and what is she wearing? This of course is
1: Björk. And oh. I love Björk. Um, and... Do you say Björk or Bjork? I say Björk. Do you? Well then that's what I we'll say. It might be Björk, but I think in Icelandic it's Björk. Let's say Björk. Okay, so uh, she is wearing a swan. She said <laughs> um, she's wearing a swan. It's a, a frilly dress like a little girl would wear. Yes. And then it's got a neck and a swan's head wrapped round her neck and kind of strategically placed so that she's not got one booby hanging out. Um,
0: it looks like a dead swan doesn't it, it looks
1: like a dead swan it's yeah. lo- it looks like on the way there she stopped off at a lake gone oh poor thing slung it round her neck yeah and rocked up
0: at the Oscars yeah I'll take, I'll take it I'll take it and bury it yeah but, but before, before I do that, that I've got to go to the Oscars
1: <laughs> I've just got this little thing I need to do
0: just got to pop up at the Oscars it's
1: a bit like she's taken um Emu off-road hull, yes, and wrapped it round her. Except it's a swan, not an emu. That is what it looks like. She's about to do a show.
0: It doesn't like she's about to do a, <laughs> a vent act. Doesn't it? It, it does. It? I'd have liked that. Oh my god. It's. I mean, it's out there, but but she is out there. But also, it was performance art because as she walked down the red carpet, do you remember she laid eggs? <laughs> she laid eggs. She did. She genuinely did. You can see it on YouTube. She laid eggs. She laid eggs on the red carpet. Again, is this some sort of... um, It was an homage to fertility.
1: Was it? Yes. Or was it just a kind of out there trolling? It's just ridiculous. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. You can hate it, but you can't forget it. You can't forget it.
0: You can't forget (laughs) it. It was made by a Macedonian designer called Marjan Pajoski. Okay. And has recently actually been in an exhibition of the most amazingly creative clothes of all time. Really? You know, let's face it you didn't see anybody else wearing it that night it's a one-off maybe that's why she did it you You won't find out who wore it best no no
1: no maybe that's why she did it she was like i know no one will turn up in this that'll do it like screw them i'll turn up in something and oh i I mean i can't now i'm looking at it i kind of love it
0: i know do you know what i've I've seen worse since and i oh, me too i kind of (laughs) love it and i kind of love her yeah
1: Yeah, I love a bit of Broncos
0: brilliance. Good for her. The best bit about winning is that you get to make a speech. Oh, we love a speech. Oh my God, don't we love a speech?
1: I love it when they go on and 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 on.
0: I love it when they cry. There is one that tops all the speeches. There is one that tops all the speeches of all time. Which one is that, V? Well, it's got to be Sally Field. Oh, Sally Field. Okay, so... so, um... This is Sally Field's Mm -hmm. Oscar acceptance speech for Places in the Heart in 1985 Mm -hmm. as performed by Miss Verity Newman. And I can't deny
1: the fact you like me right now. You like me.
0: Oh, marvellous. I mean... Marvellous yes, work. Marvellous yeah, yeah. work.
1: You like me? Do you like me? And after that, after she did that, everyone just walked around going, you like you me? You like
0: me? Do you like me? Poor Sally Field. <laughs> Poor Sally Field, really, 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 really lampooned. It is still held up as the most stupidly idiotic, <laughs> It was, it was a really smug smile that went with it as well. That really got me it was like, yeah, I'm totally deserving of this. Yeah, completely. I mean, this is all faux humility. You like me? Oh my god! At that point, I went. I used to quite like you. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm going right an off idiot. you. We've got to forgive Sally Field, though. <laughs> Why? Because.
1: I'll forgive her anything, to I'll be I'll forgive fair. her anything, she's marvellous. Um,
0: because poor old Sally Field mm. has very publicly suffered the Hollywood actress ageing thing. You know, you yeah. get more distinguished, women just get old and past it. Yeah. In 1988, mm. Sally Field mm. played Tom Hanks' love interest yeah. in the film Punchline. Yeah. Six years later in Forrest Gump, she played his mum. Mm. That's got to hurt.
1: That's got to hurt. Oh, come on.
0: I'll forgive her the Oscars. Yeah, I love Sally
1: Field. What Lee, you know At
0: least she's got an Oscar. The shock list. Verity. Mm, I'm going to take you on a journey. I can't wait. Of hellish proportions. <laughs> the opening number mm. of the nineteen eighty nine Academy Awards. Oh God. Okay, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Because this is A podcast, you can't see what is going on. So I'm going to describe this to you. The 1989 Academy Awards were produced by a gentleman called Alan Carr, Mm -hmm. producer of Greece, Mm -hmm. producer of Greece 2, much better film in my view. (laughs) A flamboyant gentleman. You're not kidding. (laughs) <laughs> prone to wearing brightly coloured caftans, right. Alan Carr. Right, yeah, okay, I love him. Yeah. He is given the job, the unpaid job, right. of producing the Oscars and destroys his career <gasps> with an opening <gasps> number, the worst in history, oh God. 11 minutes of baffling kitsch <laughs> and astonishing humiliation. <laughs> Let me describe it for you. Take us through it. The story starts mm. with the variety columnist Army Archer mm. announcing that all latecomers should take their seats. Sort of standing outside the auditorium, all latecomers should take their seats. And who should rock up? By but Snow White, oh, as played by a totally unknown, fresh fresh off the bus. Her name was Eileen Bowman. She then says to Army Archer, "How you know? How do I meet the stars?" Oh, how do I get into the auditorium? And army Archer said, follow follow the Hollywood stars. Cue oh. a load of girls yeah. dressed in the top half with, with cardboard stars on them as if your mum had made it for the nativity. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Running into the auditorium. She follows them. No. She then yeah. launches into song. Yeah. um a, uh, a version of I Only Have Eyes For You. Wandering through the auditorium, trying to shake hands with the A-list. Yeah. Who... Have already gleaned from just from the very start that this isn't going to be good, oh, no. they're sitting on their hands, no, she carries on manfully, good old Eileen, she gets to the stage, yeah, and it gets worse, oh no, it can't, because the curtain lifts, yeah, to reveal a version of the Hollywood night spot, the coconut Grove, apropos of absolutely nothing right. Alan Carr has based the entire opening number Mm. on a coconut grove version Mm. of a big San Francisco, incredibly kitsch cabaret night called Beach Blanket Babylon. Oh, my goodness. Right. For reasons unknown. Well, to everyone in the audience, apparently. For reasons unknown. Right. Okay. Okay. So curtain lifts. We see this sort of coconut grove. There are people (laughs) with coconuts on their heads. Yeah. These dancers come in and do this internal bloody samba that yeah. goes on forever. Yeah. Merv Griffin emerges, right. the talk show host. Yeah. Merv Griffin emerges, and for reasons that we will never know, yeah. sings I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts. <laughs> with a british accent which he appears to have based on dick van dyke's british accent for mary poppins.
1: Oh, I've got a lovely van chicken that's right. Come on, okay, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, with you. It gets worse. It can't. It does. Merv <laughs> then introduces Snow White yeah. to her blind date for the evening. Right. Her blind date yeah is Hollywood Heartthrob. Yeah. One of my favorites from right. the 80s and, and from all time actually. Rob Low. They then sing. No, they do. No, Rob Low sings. Rob Low sings with with um, with Snow White. They sing a version mm. with new lyrics mm. of Proud Mary. Now, I was wondering how I would describe to you Rob Low singing Proud Mary. Yeah. And um, I I then read an article by Stuart Heritage in the Guardian remembering this 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 um this moment, I'm going to quote because I I could not put this better. Stuart Heritage described Rob Lowe singing Proud Mary as Nick Knowles having an asthma attack while watching a cow fall into a canyon. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Lowe himself remembers singing this. I read this recently in his his brilliant book. He remembers looking into the audience (gasps) and seeing A-list director Barry Levinson nominated for Rain Man, looking back at him, turning to his wife and going, what the fuck is that? Oh, no. Right? And Rob Lowe remembers just thinking his career is slipping away, moment by horrifying moment. No. It gets worse. No. The whole thing then descends into some sort of horrific (laughs) real-life fever dream. More dancers (laughs) appear with giant coconuts on their heads. No, stop. Merv Griffin introduces... Lots of old-time Hollywood stars to the audience going, ladies and gentlemen, Buddy Rogers, you know, Dorothy L'Amour. Uh, no. These people are so ancient, they uh, can barely stand. They sort of sag to their feet, they no. wave a bit and then they collapse no, back down again. No, Unbelievable. No. And the whole thing is round off with a chorus line mm. and then Snow White re-emerging, singing Hooray for Hollywood with a giant model of Gauman's Chinese Theatre on her head. You have to watch it. The fallout was immediate. Eileen Bowman left town the very same night, never returned to Hollywood, and was given a gagging order saying she couldn't speak about her. No, poor kid. Rob Lowe fired his manager immediately. Disney, yeah launched a lawsuit against the Oscars yeah. because nobody had got permission to use a likeness of Snow White. No! Idiots. Basic. Basic. Probably wouldn't have been a problem, it would have been a huge hit, but oh, it wasn't. no! And poor old Alan Carr, the flamboyant, kaftan wearing director and passionate supporter of the whole thing, was immediately shunned by Hollywood, as you can imagine, like oh, the cold shoulder. no. For making a mockery of the awards... He, poor old love, descended into pill and alcohol addiction, never worked again. But as Rob Lowe says, to this day, never trust a man in a caftan. (laughs) (laughs) He did leave a couple of legacies, Alan Carr. so one of them is is that rather than when people announced who'd won the Oscar rather than go and the winner is he had that changed to and the Oscar goes to because it seemed kinder to the losers which is a very nice thing to do that's very nice they're all winners they're all winners except the losers they're all all winners (laughs) except if you don't win Um, so so if you listen now people always say and the Oscar goes to they never say and the winner is and that's down to Alan Carr oh well that's very kind and the other thing Mm. is that um he introduced televising the red carpet it was never te- televised before that and let's face it that is the best bit of the yeah, oscars single people is. are wearing yeah of course
1: and he brought that in. He brought both those things so in. So actually, his legacy is a good one. Yay,
0: Alan Carr. Yeah, good It's time to forgive Alan Carr I and remember so. the good things. The shock list. Are oh, you a fan of Angelina Jolie? You look a bit like Angelina Jolie. Are you, uh, for at for one people, point in my life, but I might do. No, you still, still look a bit like Angelina Jolie.
1: I, I do like Angelina Jolie. You've got
0: a slightly more, more pleasant uh, expression on your face than Angelina <laughs> <and> Jolie. It's <laughs> because I'm not as thin. So Verity, who looks a little bit like Angelina <laughs> Jolie, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story about the real Angelina Jolie mm. and her very curious behaviour at the Oscars in the year 2000 oh okay very modern go on. so Angelina Jolie wins an Oscar mm. Best Supporting Actress mm. for Girl Interrupted yeah gets up on stage yeah makes a speech yeah in which she says that she's in love with her brother right now uh huh and everybody sort of went it's perhaps a little bit of an off colour thing to say but <laughs> Perhaps you're, you're swept up in the heat of the moment because you've just won an Oscar. Yeah. She then mm. is pictured on a red carpet, mm. snogging her brother. <laughs> her actual brother, her real life brother, not James. James, yeah. James, James. Okay, James,
1: her brother. Okay, yes. It's not that she said that she loved him so much, she was in love with she him. She was
0: in love with him mm. and was. Getting off with him on the red carpet. <laughs> Incest a game for all the family. The Shock
1: List. So if you're a nominee yes. to win an Oscar, yes. you are gifted yes. a goodie bag. I've heard about these goodie bags. Well, I mean, they're not like ones you get at a party. No. They're a bit better than them. Yeah. What's in them? Well, all sorts of wonderful, actually wonderful things. So if you're, if you're nominated for Best Director, Best Actress, Best Actor, Best Supporting
0: Actor, Best Supporting Actress, you get one of these bags. Oh, hang on. So does that mean if you're nominated for sort of, you know, sound design yeah. or cinematography, yeah. both quite important things in film, yeah. one would have thought, yeah. you don't get a goodie bag. No. Uh, it's just the on-screen if talent. If you do basically. best makeup, just, yeah, no, yeah, it's not quite important in a film. Yeah, you've got but to not. make Julia Roberts look good somehow, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, okay. But if you are one of the chosen ones, what, 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 what do the chosen ones get? V? Right,
1: okay, so you get presents worth in excess of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. What? Yes, right, one hundred and twenty dollars. I'd be like, you know, I'd be happy with that. One hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Oh right? my, right, Including yes. this. This was last year, right? A three-night stay for eight people in a restored Italian lighthouse. Wow! They were gifted a forty thousand dollars getaway to a Canadian resort. Oh my as god! As if they can't afford this no, stuff. Exactly.
0: And also, they—you know—if you bring a Canadian resort and say, "I want to come," and you're, you you know, Scarlett Johansson, they probably say, "Come, exactly." They just so, give know, it to you anyway. We'll, we'll give it to you. Yeah. Right. I mean, we know that A-listers pay for nothing.
1: Okay. They were gifted twenty-five thousand dollars worth of project management for home improvements. Oh my god. This is more than just kind of, you know, a new downstairs loo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cosmetic treatments. Uh-huh. <laughs> Including Dr. Thomas Sue's art lipo arm sculpting. Oh,
0: you see, I need that but could never afford it.
1: Uh-huh. So that that means, I mean, presumably they've all had it done before the Oscars this year and then they get a discount on the next one. Yes, anyway. yeah, yeah. Dr. Alan Bauman's hair restoration. Oh, beautiful. Uh-huh. And a facelift <laughs> by Dr. K. Plastic Surgeon to the Stars. Oh,
0: beautiful. Well,
1: they, they get given that. They get that's, given they that. They just get given that. Yeah, that's just... So for everyone who won last year... It's a big year, bag, isn't it? I know, but everyone who won last year, I'm going to be looking at this year to see whether they've picked up their facelift. Yes, that's a really good idea. Their free facelift. And finally, a plot of land in Australia. Yes, actual land. An
0: actual plot of land. A
1: plot of land in Australia, which doesn't even belong to the white Australians, but we won't go no, there. No, let's not go there. Sometimes the bags are controversial. So, uh, like in 2016... The uh, the bag included marijuana vape pens, <laughs> sex toys. I bet they were from Goop. Sex
0: toys, yeah. Yeah,
1: from Goop. I bet they were. Yeah, I bet they were. A vampire breast lift.
0: what have breasts like vampires. <laughs> what are what are vampire breasts like? I don't know. A vampire uh, perky, perky vampire breasts. A <laughs> vampire tits better than
1: other people's tits. <laughs> Oh my, I want vampire breasts. And then the Academy suddenly sort of went, oh, we don't want to be linked with that and thought it was damaging to their reputation. Right. Well, they take yeah. themselves
0: very, very yeah, seriously. Yeah, but giving out land in
1: Australia. Yeah, that's, that's fine. not controversial, yeah, no, that's no,
0: fine. Yeah. no, no, totally, no, totally, totally. The Shock List. Okay, so this has been a beast. Let's end on possibly the worst moment of all time. 2022. Yeah. You know where I'm going. Yeah. The fresh prick of Bella. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Will Smith. Covered himself in glory. Covered himself in glory. So here's what happened. Chris Rock comes out to present the awarded documentary feature. Mm -hmm. Looks at Will's wife in his little monologue at the top. She has shaved her head because she has alopecia. Yep. Poor Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm -hmm. He looks at her and goes, Jada, G.I. Jane 2, looking forward to it making a joke about J.I. Jane, the film that had originally starred Demi Moore, who'd shaved her head to be in the film. Mm. Audience laughs. Will Smith la- laughs. Mm. Jada mm. looks a bit forlorn, mm. at which point Will Smith stands up mm. and presumably thinking the world is going to go, I'm defending my wife, I'm brilliant. I. Isn't he brilliant? What a great man he is. Gets up. Yeah. Walks up to the podium. Yeah. Says to Chris Rock, take my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock te- takes a step back and Will Smith punches him in the face. I, it, was, it was
1: shocking. It
0: was really shocking. It was shocking. It was so shocking. He walks back to a seat and he says again, take my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Chris Rock is standing on stage going, what the hell do I do? I mean... The audience, and this is really interesting, the audience have no idea. They don't know if it's a skit. Yeah. And once they realise that it isn't a skit, they've got no idea how to react. No. Because when you take the script away... Them, them, I mean, They're, they're screwed. screwed. Yeah. yeah. They're screwed. Yeah. So they don't know whether to change. So what happens is this deathly silence. Yeah. Yeah. It was Horrified. but it was horrifying
1: because you are you were watching it unfold just going yes. what's he doing yeah. where's he going oh it's a skit right it's a skit yeah. and then he hit him yeah. proper hit him but how often he bowled back
0: from it he was he, he was yeah. knocked knocked pretty much off his feet by i him. did assume it was part of the show yeah i did too at first at first because how often do you see somebody hit somebody in real life on screen. Not on the telly. Not on the telly. It was it was really, really shocking. Really and shocking. And it was only when he's back
1: in his seat and repeats it to him, you go, oh no, he means it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It...
0: And this took so deathly silence. And then and then he, 20 minutes later, wins the Best Actor Award for King Richard. Yeah. Gets up yeah. and makes a rambling. 10 minute speech The audience don't know Whether to laugh or cry They don't know What's going on No Will is tearful And keeps talking about Wanting to be a vessel for love We haven't really shown it So far Yeah that wasn't very loving Unbelievable He's been banned From the Academy For 10 years Mm, Afterwards 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 he's been banned From the Academy For 10 years Jada has announced That they split up in 2016 So she's Clearly quite keen To distance herself (laughs) from him (laughs) Jimmy Kimmel, who hosted the next year, referred to the incident in his opening address by saying, "Anyone committing an act of violence will immediately be awarded a Best Actor Oscar and invited to make a ninety-minute speech." <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! The fresh prick of Bel Air. Ah uh, yeah. Wow. Wow.
1: Wow. wow. But uh, it didn't end his career. Didn't end his career. It really could have done. No, he's been paid thirty million dollars for his current film. Right. So you can get up on the stage and smack the host and sit down and then get paid $30 million, it turns out. Yeah, because
0: you're untouchable and presumably in his head, although he's apologised, in his head, he was just defending his woman and he should be applauded for that. She doesn't need you to defend her. But remember, this is a guy who nobody has said no to, Mm. nobody's told off. No. Nobody's done anything but blown smoke up his ass for 30 years. Yeah. So he he thinks he's Untouchable. untouchable. Yeah apparently
1: because he because chris rock had made jokes about them yeah. before they were discussing before they went to the oscars if he says something, are you going to do something? I'm really? going to do something. Really? And it wasn't discussed, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah, I'm not going to wear it. I mean, what they should have done is sat there and go, ah, ha, 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 yeah. and then pulled a straight face. Yeah. As in, it's not funny, is it? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And just kind of roasted him straight back. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, but that's not what happened. <laughs> and so Will Smith's laugh, apparently, was because he knew what he was about to do. Yeah. You know, it, he wasn't laughing at the joke. He was laughing at like, oh boy, now you're going to get it. So that's what that laugh was. Wasn't that he sort of laughed and then decided, oh no, Jada's angry. I better do something, which is what people were saying at the time. So, so he he laughed because he was like, now I'm going to go do it. You know, And what an appropriate thing to do. It was, yeah. I mean, like we spend all our lives telling our children don't hit each other. Yeah. And then it's on the telly. Yeah. You know, big hero actor goes and hits another one. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh God, completely. Well done.
0: Let's end with a quote. from Billy Crystal Mm. a man who has hosted the Oscars and done a marvellous job we love Billy Crystal he once said of the Oscars nothing can take the sting off the world's economic problems like watching millionaires present each other with golden statues ain't that the truth so, thank you for listening to this long journey, long journey through the Oscars. We have to say some thank yous. We do indeed. And uh, the Oscar
1: for <laughs> editing goes to Chris Green. Yay! Yay! And the Oscar goes to Posch Dom for vibes, even though he isn't here. Yay!
0: And the Oscar for assistance with editorial content goes to the not Courtney WhatsApp group. Which is Emma and Miranda and Jim
1: and Tom, yay! Yay! And the Oscar goes to you, Emma, for just being so bloody marvellous. And the Oscar
0: goes to you, Verity, for just being so bloody marvellous. Well, now I think
1: it's time for a streak. And and let's just see if we can recreate Elizabeth Taylor and uh, Marlon Brando and Michael Jackson in a car. I'm stopping at KFC. (laughs)